And we are live. Drake here, episode 14 of UWB. Just wanted to bring you guys an update podcast, talk to you guys about everything that's going on, uh, what's going on with me. Got an email the other day asking what I've been up to, what's been going on. And so I figured I'd fill you in. And uh, also want to apologize in advance, jets are flying over right now. They are the most annoying thing in the world. Uh, pilots think that they're the shit, and they just buzz by at a million miles an hour, just getting on everyone's nerves. You can't have any sort of conversation without a lawnmower over your head, essentially. <clears throat> so I apologize in advance. These guys are out flying around, doing whatever they're doing. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So uh, I'm in. I was in the market for a new car the other day, and because uh, I have my 2019 Tundra and my 19 Tacoma, and it was costing me ninety to a hundred dollars to fill up on gas every three to four days. Well, I'm not doing that. Uh, I like my money in my pocket. I don't like pushing it off towards bullshit. So, of course, you know, I, I start searching around for things, and I start off on a Tesla, and um, I was I was going to look at everything from Tesla to Honda to Toyota, mainly looking for an electric vehicle. And uh, what I did was is I went down to the Tesla dealership here in Las Vegas. And it was a super cool experience. The guys were really cool there. Everybody was really helpful. And I walked in, and there was two salesmen at the front desk, and they're like, "Hey, man, uh, uh, how you doing?" And you know, just your typical salesman stuff. Except for they weren't pushy. They were just like, "Hey, man, you know, majority of these people come in here either they want to buy or they're just looking around, and that's cool." And uh, they're like, "Hey, you want to take one for a test drive?" And I'm like, "Yeah, absolutely. You know, that'd be cool." So he takes me out and he hands me this card. Because I don't know how Teslas work, right? So, like, this is my first Tesla experience. He hands me this card, and I'm like, what am I doing with this? He's like, oh, that, that's the key. And he tells me to place it underneath the center console, and I guess that that's like the, it senses the, the card, which is the key, which allows you to drive. And what's strange is they leave these vehicles running at all times. I guess they leave them running because it's hot out, and they want the vehicle to be air-conditioned for the customer if they take it out for a test drive. Well... He has me sit in the driver's seat, super self-explanatory, but he runs over everything with me real quick, and then he's like, all right, man, uh, I'll see you in a little bit, have a fun test drive. And I'm like, wait a second, you're just going to leave me with a $60,000 car just to drive around and do whatever I want with? He's like, yeah, man, uh, just be safe, and uh, um, you know, you have 15, 20 minutes, bring it back, and uh, you're good. I'm like, oh, shit, badass, right? So I take off down the road, and the acceleration, exactly how you see in the videos, I mean, it is just power to the wheels immediately super quiet very smooth ride I was really impressed and I was and I'm still going I'm still very tempted on getting one um, I called the wife talked to her and we kinda sat down and we were discussing things cuz she's still back home right now taking care of her family member who's sick and uh, I'm back here taking care of everything balancing you know house hunting work um, the RV uh, and and our uh, fur pups uh, for babies, right? So, she uh, she's like, yeah, you know, that would be awesome. It'd be cool to have. And I was like, yeah, but you know, I don't want you know fifty fifty five thousand dollars worth of debt on, on this car right now. She's like, yeah, you know, I get that. So what I did was, is I went down the road, and this is where the story gets funny. <laughs> I went down the road, and I'm just withdraw a thousand dollars cash, and I'm like. I'm gonna just look on Facebook Marketplace. I have a, I have a thousand dollars. I'll pay somebody a thousand dollars cash for a decent vehicle. Now I'm not expecting anything to be perfect or fucking anything, right? I'm expecting for dents, you know, a messed up, some sort of issues, right? 
and I find this one at this at this uh, dealership, and it's not even really a dealership. They just made it look like it was a dealership, right? And I call them, and or I message them on Facebook, and they're like, "Yeah, uh, come in, take a look at it." And I'm like, "Oh, sweet." So I come in, I take a look, and it's all just absolutely shit vehicles with a price of like five thousand bucks. And I'm like, no way, not a fucking chance. I'm not spending my money on this. So like, these cars are worth like six hundred bucks, and they're like, oh yeah, this is three thousand dollars. Like, no, whatever. So I leave that lot. So I end up finding another car, and I go to this place. And it's just like, there's oil all over the ground, it's this piece of shit fucking place, uh, and I take this car for a test drive, and it's like an 03 Honda. And uh, the test drive goes well, but the car is a piece of shit, and I'm expecting it to be a piece of shit, but they didn't portray it like that, right? So they're like, oh yeah, it's 1500 bucks. I'm like, okay, I can, I can take out another 500 for this thing. Well, I get there and it's a complete piece of shit. And the guy, he doesn't even speak English, and I have no issue with him not speaking English, but whenever you are the sole salesperson, quit putting me on the phone with your wife, right? Just, it's it's bad etiquette, and you make your entire company look like shit. So he doesn't speak any English, and he's calling his wife to translate what I'm saying to him, and she's doing an awful job. And so I'm just like, guys, look, the car's a piece of shit, I'll give you guys $600 for it, that's it. And they're like, oh, well, uh, a mechanic comes out, and he's like, oh, well, I did all this work on it. I'm like, well, that's fine, but that still doesn't take away from the fact that you guys told me that there's nothing wrong with the vehicle. Whenever I walk over there, the door doesn't even work. The windows are fucked. Uh, the stereo is stuck on, on and this is this is funny. <laughs> the, the, the car radio was stuck on the religious channel, so my entire test drive, I'm sitting here listening to a guy tell everybody that we're either going to hell or that, you need to prepare and repent. And so I'm like, Jesus Christ, man, like, help me out here. I'm just looking for a vehicle. So I took that as a sign that, hey, I probably shouldn't get this vehicle. So I'm kind of getting bummed out because I wanted a vehicle by the end of the day. Uh, I wanted something reliable. And uh, I ended up running across this guy who's selling this stick shift, four-banger uh, Honda Civic. I'm like, all right, well, I haven't drove stick shift in a while, but I'll give it a shot. And I show up, everything's good, it runs great, started right up, no issues, right? Uh, there were a couple different little problems that, of course, is going to be held with a $1,000 vehicle or anything really in that range. A couple thousand dollars and you're still going to have an issue with the vehicle. But, it's 1000 bucks, right? So I give the guy the cash and everything, I take it home, uh, I take it to Honda later on in the day, get its oil changed, get everything updated. They come back and they're like, oh yeah, there's like $4,000 worth of damage uh, that we'd like to have you fix. And I'm like, not happening. Not going to do that. Because uh, I don't want to put any money into this thing. So, um, I take it back home. The next day, I wake up. I head to the BX, right? So this, I haven't even had the vehicle 24 hours. I head to the BX. Starts up just fine mind you, alright, so remember that, it started up just fine, I take it down the road, and the BX is like a mile down the road, so I get a couple of things, and I go back out to it, because it has a gasket leak, so I grab some extra oil for it, I also grab some steering fluid, because the steering pump, fluid pump was messed up, so I just grab some extra stuff, and um, I go to get in it, and it doesn't turn over, no clicking, no battery noise, no click, 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 nothing, right? So I'm like, shit, what do I do? 
So I spend the next four hours just trying to guess it, guess what's going on. And I see this guy, and I'm asking everybody around me. I'm like, hey, can you help me out? Can you give me a jump, see if it's that right? Well, miraculously, I guess that um, I looked like a threat. Apparently, nobody wanted to help me, which is cool. I mean, I don't give a shit. Um, then this one guy comes up, and he's like, yeah, you know, I got some jumper cables. Well, earlier in the, uh, like, ten minutes before that, this old lady saw me, and she gave me a ride back to the RV where I picked up my truck and took it back over to the BX. And um, my car's sitting there, so I take his jumper cables and I hook it up. Now, I hook it up the right way, um, proper terminals, neutral than hot, right? Or negative than, uh, than hot. And all of a sudden, the sparks start fucking flying from my Tundra battery to my uh, uh, Toyota or my Honda, my new Honda battery, right? There's sparks fucking flying. The plastic on the uh, the jumper cable starts melting and it starts smoking. So I just I'm like, oh fuck! I don't want to fucking fire in the middle of the BX. And so I burnt my hand, but I ripped the fucking uh, jumper cables off. The jumper cables are laying on the ground at this point, smoking and smoldering, and the copper is showing and melting together. Right. So that's how hot it was. Well, I'm like, damn. I saw so I apologize to this guy because now I just broke his jumper cables and I feel like a complete piece of shit. So I have this thousand dollar vehicle that just fucked up my Tundra <laughs> and then uh, messed up my battery on my Tundra. And now I have to apologize to this guy and I'm like, hey, look, I'll buy you new jumper cables. He's like, oh, don't worry about it. They're a piece of shit anyways, right? I'm like, well, that might be why that it's all fucked up now. So uh, <laughs> I end up just trying to figure out what I'm going to do and I see these two guys sitting over at this bench and I'm like well maybe it's a starter and since it's a, a standard vehicle I was like I can pop the clutch and so I, uh, I I go over to these two guys I'm like hey you guys don't have to I'm just curious can you guys help me pop uh, pop the clutch on my car I just need you guys to push it I'll pop the clutch see if it's a starter and take off down the road right and I was like if you guys want, if you guys want mine, I'll let you guys drive my Tundra back to, to my house, and then I'll give you guys a ride back to your dorms. Well, get this. This is two brand new airmen, very first day on the installation. They just left tech school, literally the very first day. So what tech school is, it's the school that you go to for your technical training that's specific to your job. And so they're like, oh, yes, sir, yes, sir, you know, we'll help you out. And I was like, guys, you know, you don't have to yes, sir, I me. Mean, if you guys don't want to help, you don't have to. I mean, you guys are obviously, you know, out here trying to enjoy yourselves. I go, no, it's no worries, right? So they push me, boom, starts right up. I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, right? So they follow me back to the house, and I get it into the driveway and everything, and I give these guys a ride back. I'm like, hey, you know, here's my number. If you guys need anything, feel free to reach out. You guys need any furniture or anything like that? You guys need any help? Just let me know. You know, I have another vehicle you guys can borrow. I just really appreciate you guys being kind enough to help me out. So now I have this 1997 Honda Civic that sits on a hill, with the e-brake on, of course. And every single time that I have to get into it, and I do this probably about anywhere from two to four times a day, I have to, I get behind it. Uh, well, first off, I put the key in the ignition, I put it on, I make sure it's in neutral, I drop the e-brake, I get behind it, I push it, and then I hurry up, I run to the front seat, I jump in the front seat, I push the clutch in, and I drop it into first gear and I take off down the road. It's because I'm bypassing the starter to get it going. So yeah, that's what I've been doing uh, just to save money. Because I, I mean, I feel like 
everybody should be in a in a goal to save money or to like not spend as much money as humanly possible because it is pretty important. And so that's what I'm doing to try and save some money as I push my vehicle. Uh, it's a push to start. It's that new technology package. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's it's actually pretty awesome. It's a good little car. Uh, I'm gonna teach myself how to put a starter in it because I, I don't really know anything about any of that but I'm going to figure it out but as of now I'm just going to keep pushing it I push it uh, I use it whenever I go to PT uh, uh, I push it and start it and then I have to repeat the process every time I go to start it again um, and it's a real pain in the ass but luckily it's a pretty light vehicle it's probably like 1500 pounds and so it's pretty easy to push uh, but yeah so that's what's been going on with me um, everything's been good though. Uh, RV's doing good. Just you know your typical little maintenance. The pups are doing good. The wife's doing good. Um, she's just busy back home taking care of her family member. Um, I'm still trying to figure out all this camera stuff for you guys. Gotta bear with me here. Um, I'm not a big company or anything, so I'm balancing my job, my house hunting, taking care of three dogs, maintaining an RV, and you know trying to work out at the gym and manage a business. So, and I'm not technologically savvy, so like a lot of this stuff is like new to me. So I, I know you guys empathize and you understand what I'm saying. Um, so I'm trying to get it done for you guys. I told you guys two weeks and I'm trying to get it done in that time. I know that I only have a couple days left. Uh, from my understanding, all I really need is a tripod and another cable. So it's just been a little challenging with COVID getting things shipped to me. Um, but it's getting taken care of and hopefully I can get it done in the time frame I told you guys we would be able to. That whole time frame was built around my wife being here because she's our tech person and she knows what she's doing. So, uh, yeah, uh, YouTube channel's getting stood up soon. Snapchat's getting stood up soon. Uh, I'm just, I'm waiting for my uh, my house hunting days to finish because I've been super busy. That's actually why a podcast hasn't come out in the last several days because I've been out, like, looking for another place to live. Um, so house hunting days, it gives you an opportunity to go out and look for a house. Now, since we have the RV... Um, we're actually probably going to end up staying in our RV because unless the house is absolutely perfect then it doesn't make sense for us to increase our monthly bills to go live into a place that we're just going to pay somebody else's rent on, right? So we figured we might as well just stay in the RV. Uh, I'm going to continue to look for a house, but if, uh, if one doesn't come around, then it is what it is. Uh, we have an RV and, uh, you know, it's, it's going good. Um, but yeah, so that's everything that's been going on with me right now. Uh, <laughs> Been, been pretty busy um, yeah um, Antifa yeah, a lot of Antifa news going on a lot of uh, Hollywood pedophile sex rings a lot of COVID-19 stuff going on uh, this doctor is coming out saying that hydroxychloroquine hydroxychloroquine does work and that Trump is right and it's she was also saying that uh, a lot of the politicians and news anchors who are saying it doesn't work are actually on it to protect themselves, but for whatever reason they're telling everybody else that it doesn't work and running Trump's name into the dirt. Um, and you guys know I'm not a huge Trump supporter. However, if you're right, you're right, and it's that simple. Um, she does seem a little eccentric. <laughs> she seems a little wild, but who knows? Um, yeah, so. Yeah. Oh, Antifa. So, uh, Antifa in Oregon. You guys have been see you guys have been seeing them getting uh, sweeped up by federal agents. Um, uh, I'm not really sure how I feel about them being in unmarked vehicles. I I actually disagree with that. Uh, I think they should be in marked vehicles. They shouldn't just be pulling up on people, jumping out on them like a goon squad and throwing them in a van, right? 
or putting them in an unmarked vehicle. A lot of these guys aren't even identifying themselves. I mean, I'll be honest with you, I'd probably end up fighting because I wouldn't know who you were. Anybody can buy a military uniform. OCPs you can buy online. Uh, you can go to any military surplus store and get you an old uniform or even a good serviceable one, right? So um, you got to keep that in mind. Uh, but I have a friend who is an Antifa person. Now, I know that sounds strange, right? Uh, he's super, super liberal. We went to school together. And um, he's an Antifa guy. And I asked him, you know, I was like, uh, I was like, you know, are, are you Antifa and whatnot? And he was like, yeah, you know, I completely agree with the message. And he was like, if you're anti-fascist, then, you, then congratulations, you're Antifa too. And I was like, well, of course I'm anti-fascist, but the things you guys are doing in and of itself are also fascist as well. I, and I think that that's really challenging for... Um, a lot of these young kids, a lot of these 18, 19, 20, early 20s, even in your 30s, a lot of these guys are, it's so weird because they're educated, but they're uneducated. Like, they're silencing people, uh, they're threatening violence upon people, they're tearing down these statues, and you guys know how I feel about the statues. I understand the statues. I understand why you guys don't want to tear them down, right? I understand why Black Lives Matter doesn't want these statues around and Antifa doesn't, right? But... On the same token, on the flip side of that token, right, history is important, and whenever we do away with it and we throw it away, um, that's a really big deal, and we, we forget it. We do. There's a reason why concentration camps in Germany still exist, um, and it's in remembrance. It's an ability to be able to look directly into the past and see what took place because of society and government failing. Um, and I think that that's what these statues represent, is failures within our own system. Uh, now, there are some that, especially the ones in the South, where they, um, they glorify a lot of these, a lot of these guys um, in the Civil War. And they were on the losing side, and they were on the wrong side. Uh, you know, no individual should be a slave. No individual shouldn't have the right to do what it is that they choose to do. Or, and no person should be owned. Um, but whenever you come, whenever you start tearing down statues, you know, my opinion's kind of changed on it. At first, I was like, yeah, you know, I, I get it. I get why you're tearing them down, and I kind of agree with it. But now, as I've done a little more research and I've been listening to more people, I realize that, you know, it really isn't the way to go. Uh, these statues should still be around um, in, in a direct reflection to the past because I think that a lot of people forget that, you know, 150 years ago just was, you know, one and a half people ago, you know, two people ago. And uh, that's whenever all this stuff was going on, and it's something to think about. Um, and whenever you tear those down, you kind of lose the connectivity of it. You kind of lose the direct impact um, because it's not in your face, right? And uh, I think that it's really important to be able to have those things that are right there, similar to you know concentration camps. Is the reason why you know the Polish and the Jewish people um, don't get rid of them is because. It's, it's an important part of history. And once you tear it down, that means that people are going to stop visiting and new generations don't have an exposure to it and they don't have an opportunity to learn from the past. Um, so yeah, you know, tearing down the statues, uh, I, I now firmly disagree with. Um, you guys know me. I'm not always right. My opinions change. Uh, I don't know everything. I'm essentially like a clay mold and you guys teach me things through Facebook comments, through messages, through Discord. Um, so yeah, 
I'm con- I'm constantly learning from you guys, and that's a really it's an it's a pretty incredible privilege to be able to speak with you guys. Um, yeah. Uh, also, yeah. So this pedophile sex ring stuff that's going on. Uh, you guys heard. I, I don't really know how I feel about it. Um, the the guest that I want to have on apparently he knows a lot about it, and uh, I'm saving a lot of that pod a lot of this talk for that podcast because I think he's going to have a lot of insight and uh, and good information on it. Because he's a huge uh, QAnon fan, um, he follows all their drops every day. Um, yeah, so he's he's on top of it. And uh, you know, Tom Hanks, he ended up changing his his uh, his citizenship to a Greek citizenship where they don't have extradition to the U.S. So let's say that. So there's rumors that he is in this uh, child pornography or child sex slave industry, right? And, uh, you know, it's just crazy to think about because these are people that we grew up watching or who we associate being good people because of things that they do on the outside. And I'm not saying he's guilty because I don't know, but it is definitely, it is strange and it's that he changed his citizenship to a Greek citizenship um, right whenever all this stuff is kicking off and right whenever his name starts getting thrown into the mix of it. You know, um, you guys have saw me on Facebook where I've said, you know, I think that the world that we live in is far darker than we can imagine. I think that the average person isn't aware of that, and they don't think it is that dark because they're innocent and they're, they've never been exposed to that sort of evil, uh, or really pretty much any evil in general. The America, unfor- you know, America, fortunately and unfortunately, does a really good job at protecting its citizens. Uh, and I speak unfortunately because. It shields everybody, and so we start breeding a weak-minded culture of, oh, we're always protected, we can do whatever it is that we want, and then we take things for granted. But it's also a fortunate thing, because it would be horrifying if people could just be murdered in the streets by a foreign agency or you know something like that, or a terrorist cell. Um, but I, I think that you know probably a little bit of violence is good. Uh, I think that we're a little shielded in America by the media, by politicians, by our government, by our military, by our state officials, whenever there's really a lot of crazy stuff that goes on out there. Um, and I think that a lot of people are just innocent and they don't realize that there is a lot of evil in the world. So whenever they hear that, you know, a actor that they grew up watching may be associated in a child sex ring, they immediately shut it down and don't think anything of it because they think that it's just some crazy conspiracy theorist who's... Um, who's just slandering somebody. And I, I get that, you know, because it, it does, it sounds fucking crazy. It sounds outlandish. It doesn't sound realistic. Um, but once you start looking at the evidence and the coincidences become too much and you realize that the connections are too strong, you realize that there's a lot of things that are going on uh, in the uh, Hollywood world that's pretty evil. Um, and hopefully our next guest, uh, whenever he's ready to come on, he just came back from his camping trip in uh, Utah. You guys heard me talking about him last week. Um, once once he comes on and he's ready to come on, I think he'll drop a lot of insight. Uh, we had like a 45-minute, hour-long conversation about all this the other day, and he just dropped like a wealth of knowledge on me from stuff that I hadn't even considered or hadn't been paying attention to. Because I don't really know how I feel about QAnon. I, I've been on the Facebook groups, but some of the things that people were saying were just so... Like, there were things that were blatantly not true. Like, no evidence, nothing based off of, right... And they're just throwing stuff out there, hoping that it sticks, trying to get credibility on the page because there's thousands of people on it, so they're trying to get followers. So um, 
that they just come up with these crazy fucking things, right? And some of them were just too fucking stupid, and I couldn't handle it. And then it just kept happening over and over and over again. So much so that even the admins on the page were like, "Hey, make sure you guys do your own research. Make sure you guys are are thinking before you guys are posting." And I just got tired of seeing it because a lot of the stuff was just toxic and absolutely stupid. Um, and yeah, it just it blew my mind with some of the dumb things that were getting posted and people. And it, what blew my mind even more because of course you're gonna have a couple like a crazy out there, right? Who's posting dumb things, especially in groups of thousands of people. But whenever you get like hundreds of people who are liking this crazy ass concept that is blatantly not true and it's like feeding into it in the comment section, like, dude, I mean, who am I to say it's wrong? Uh, because ultimately I don't know, but you know, common sense kind of falls in place. And some of the things that were being said were just so crazy, so crazy. It's like, where's the proof? And you would, you would, I would comment. I'd be like, where's the proof? And they'd be like, Oh, but there, there isn't any, but it's out there. Do your own research. I'm like, well, that's kind of the point of this. If you're going to post it, the burden of evidence falls on you, right? You need to be able to back up what you're saying, and that kept happening, and so I just left it. But my neighbor, he's a he's a big QAnon guy. He's got everything down, and he makes perfect sense, and he correlates things, and he ties things together to make sense. Um, so I'm pretty excited to have him on. I think it's going to be a pretty cool podcast whenever he comes on. Um, probably get some a little bit of alcohol flowing, and uh, just kind of sit back and relax and let things just roll. Um, yeah. So that's everything right now. Uh, just wanted to bring you guys a quick podcast, talk to you guys quickly about everything that's going on, bring you a brief 30-minute one, see what you guys' thoughts are. Um, I need you guys in the Discord to comment, tell us what you want to improve on, tell us, tell me if you want longer episodes. Uh, if you guys have noticed, the episodes have been a little shorter, and they're actually probably going to tend to be that way, unless we have a guest on, um, just because things kind of flow, and I don't want to push for time and uh, tie you guys up any more than what you need to be, right? Um, and I just want things to flow. And uh, I was looking at analytics, and I was also talking to some other people who are pretty prevalent and dominant in the podcast community. They, they dominate it, really. Um, and uh, I've ha been fortunate enough to reach out to them. And uh, they were saying that, you know, one of the, the, big, the big things is whenever you start a podcast is, is just make it natural. And, uh, you know, be honest. And uh, if, if it turns into two hours, and let it be two hours, but... You know, you should kind of aim for the 30-minute to 45-minute podcast time uh, until your numbers start growing um, just because, you know, you don't want to bore the audience. And I don't think I'm boring you guys. Um, but, you know, I just a lot of these guys, they're really good at this stuff, and I want to take into consideration what they're saying and give it a shot. I don't know everything, and this is all a big learning process for me, um, and I'm slowly figuring everything out. And so this is like a beta test, really, <laughs> just figuring it all out. Uh, but yeah, so stay tuned, guys. Check us out on the Discord. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Um, and uh, I appreciate all you guys. You guys have any questions, comments, concerns? Feel free to reach out. Um, we have our Patreon. You guys don't have to donate anything. As a matter of fact, if you want to come and just hang out and just listen to us on your daily drive to work, feel free. Um, and uh, hopefully, I can get you guys some uh, research podcasts coming soon. Uh, just been mad busy, and I'm sure a lot of our military guys and girls out there, you guys fully understand what I'm saying with a PCS. Uh, it is very, very busy. Um, but yeah, stay tuned for the later podcast. Really appreciate you guys. Be safe. Peace.